on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Swing and a fly ball hit into center. Bader is there, makes the catch. The ball game is over. The Cardinals salvage one. And they beat the Brewers by a final of 8-4 to four here tonight at Bush Stadium. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee with Jerry Augustine, here's Matt Pauley. The Brewers winning in comeback fashion yesterday. The Cardinals do it tonight. Final score, 8-4. St. Louis takes one of the three. The Brewers still take two of the three and have one heck of a road trip as they get set to return to Milwaukee and American Family Field coming up tomorrow night. Welcome into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine will join us in just a moment. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also uh, tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air taking you till 11 30 this evening uh we'll discuss certainly uh, brandon woodruff and what happened uh, with him as all of a sudden there in the uh, fifth inning gave up a couple home runs had some tough at bats against some good hitters but uh, that's where everything obviously turned around in a big way and it also felt like using so many bullpen pitchers yesterday may have taken a bite out of those guys today we'll certainly uh, discuss that coming up uh, on the program as well we'll hear the postgame comments of manager craig council We'll go back through the game with the highlights. A lot to do between now and 11.30. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. In the second inning, here's a ground ball past the glove of Arenado and into the corner in left field. Garcia's around third. He's going to score. On to third goes Urias and checking into second with a double is Manny Pena. The Brewers have tied it at one. Ten-game three-city road trip wraps up with the Brewers falling in St. Louis 8-4. They still take two of three in the series. They win each series on the trip. They're in, uh, they are in good shape. And uh, Tonight's game makes yesterday's game seem that much more important. You know folks in St. Louis are sitting here going that they should have won two out of three. Well, the Brewers won two out of three. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Accident Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620 or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We bring in former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. Augie, let's start with this because this game turns in the fifth inning when St. Louis is able to score five runs, uh, a couple home runs in there, some tough at bats. Nolan Arnato was able to uh, do something with a with a good pitch in there, but uh, obviously things went uh, went bad for Woody there in the fifth. Yeah, you know, I think it was mainly everybody looks at what this series was, and we look at the pitchers with the way they were trying to approach the Cardinal offensive offensive ball club was we using the breaking ball, having a good breaking ball, getting in for strikes, and that was ineffective. And I, and I thought Woody had a good breaking ball tonight. He made a couple mistakes on it, but it just seemed that his location wasn't where it usually is. Usually he's very precise with his location. He's very aggressive in the strike zone. It just seemed like he got a couple balls up over the plate, and the Cardinals took advantage of him. And I think when you look at the series, one thing you want to do, you want to try to keep the top part of that 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 Cardinal or uh, order off the base and they did that the first two games they did a really nice job of it tonight you look at the top four guys they were eight for 18 they scored five runs had six rbis and were on base nine times i think a big difference in the ball game 
Uh, Doug texted in, and it's an interesting text. He says, I don't care that they lost. It's not a big deal. But the big three with Peralta's shoulder, who knows about that? And Woodruff is not the same dominant pitcher that he was earlier. Are you concerned some about those two for the playoffs? Uh, says, things can change quick. I don't know if I'm to the level of concern yet, but I'll say kind of, uh, I'll use the term spidey senses again. Like you're you're aware because I mean, if if we're being very blunt and very honest about this, the Brewers are World Series contenders because of those three pitchers and being able to send them out. And anything that kind of all of a sudden, if there's a little speed bump. I think you have to at least acknowledge that speed bump. Now, I think Freddie Peralta is going to be fine. I actually think this might be a blessing in disguise. I am, I am very aware of Peralta's innings that he's thrown this year, and you compare that to what he's done in his career. Uh, I just, I would really like them to really take him with kid gloves the rest of the way and, and try to keep. You know, I, I don't think you need to push him too much until right at the end of the season. Uh, Woodruff, this is back-to-back appearances that aren't great, but he's still Brandon Woodruff. There's no reason to believe that he's not going to lock back in. So I, I don't know about you, Augie. Like, I'm still confident that these guys are going to be fine, but the facts are the facts, and you certainly do need to take notice uh, of what has happened with the, with a couple of your top guys here recently. You know, Matt, one of the things, we, and uh, we talked about this early in the year, the one big challenge for this starting staff, especially these the t- these top three that you have with uh, with uh, Burns, uh, Woody, and Peralta, was I mean, they've never started a full year in the big leagues, 162 games, 30, 32 starts. They have never done that before, and it is a big challenge. When you get into that month of August, it's you're getting the starts number 22 to 25, right in that area. It is it's a it's a different ball game, and that's just usually the time of year when you start feeling where you got a little bit of a tired arm, or you you just you you're out in the game and you're just not don't feel like you have that that good preciseness on your pitches that that good part of execution and sequencing like you're supposed to have and that does happen and I think this might be a little bit of effect what we're seeing especially not so much with with Corbin because Corbin has just been very sharp being able to adapt the breaking ball the other night and pitching the ball very well but with Freddie and with, with Woody I think we might be seeing a little that you get into this time of year and it just you just don't feel like you have that good quality stuff that you have in the beginning of that season and it usually takes a couple starts, you work yourself through it, you you maybe pitch a couple games where you don't go deeper in the ball games and all of a sudden it starts coming back because what you want this ball club to do and this pitching staff to do is be rejuvenated when you get into September and especially the middle of September on you want them to be at full strength and I, I think that's just a little bit about what's going on it happens to everybody I've been there, you get into that that middle of August and it, it's a it's a battle You're 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 battling just to Get through August. You would still feel like you got good stuff, but still it wears and tears on you just a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, well, we're going to keep our eye on it. I think it's a, it's a very legitimate point, and uh, we'll we'll see how it how it uh, plays out moving forward. Because when when you talk about the implications on this season, there are implications when it comes to those top three pitchers, and right now a couple of them uh, are, are scuffling just a bit. Brewers fall short in St. Louis, losing by an 8-4 score. We continue on in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 
Wong, a little nubber up the third baseline and into left field for a base hit. Urias will score. Pena around third. He's going to score. And Colton Wong with a two-run single gives the Brewers a 3-1 lead. 8-4, Brewers fall short in St. Louis. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Let me be clear. I think yesterday the umpiring did impact the game. Uh, the Yellich bunt probably isn't put down if Nolan Arnato is at third. Like there, there were calls yesterday that impacted the game. The umpiring tonight did not impact the game. But there was a moment in this game that I don't know if I've ever seen in a major league game. In fact, Mitch and Sturgeon Bay texting in. The Bader at bat with the foul tip, check swing, hit by pitch uncertainty was one of the weirdest little league umpire sessions I can recall. In fact, wasn't it pretty weird umpiring for the whole series? Yes, Mitch, it was weird umpiring for the whole series. Literally, I've never seen this. The home plate umpire, uh, Alan Porter, uh, made the made the physical signal for foul tip, so it's a strike, and then he appeals down to the first base umpire like he's appealing a check swing, which again it does a check swing doesn't matter if there is a foul tip like there's no the 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 check swing has no impact whatsoever. I have never ever 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 seen that. In my life, Augie, have you ever seen something play out like that? I have. I have not seen that, Matt. And I, I was, in fact, I was going to mention something about that tonight. Thanks for uh, uh, tweeting it in for us. Uh, it was the most unusual situation when I've never seen an umpire call like a, a check swing or a, a fall ball and then ask if he swung or not. It, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. I I have seen it where a batter has swung the bat and the ball hit the batter. Hit the batter, and they ask, "Did the batter swing or not?" Because if right. he does, it hits you, and you swing. It's a strike, right? And and yep. but I've never seen this. Uh, it's a couple, just a couple things with with this umpiring crew was was just a little bit different. But that that kind of surprised me. You could even see Bader had a smile on his face. Well, you know what? If he says I didn't swing, and then I get another strike, I'll t- I get a ball instead of a strike. I'll take it. Uh, it was very unusual, but. Uh, Craig, you see, gone over and they asked him. He said it was a strike, and then he walked away. So, but something very unusual. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen before. No, I. It's kind of embarrassing, I think, for for Alan Porter. It, you know, uh, you know, Matt. The one thing I, in bringing up it is, I think it is. I think he, I, I think is one of those things where I, I don't know if you would agree with me. Maybe he just got caught up in the moment. Uh, with what with what was taking place um, after, especially what happened last night with Arenado and all the things that were going on, the 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 Omar Rivera's getting thrown out from the from the home plate umpire, all that uh, I think affects umpires, especially in the game. Maybe not the Porter that time when when Navarro and, and Council got thrown out, but it does affect the umpires because I think they work as a crew, and I think it does at times. Uh, uh, is a direct uh, reflection on all of them. It's just that, you know, we see some pitches that are outside the strike zone called strikes, and the consistency that we talked about last night is so important. But uh, it just seemed like he got caught up in the moment. I I don't understand how it happened, but it's unusual, but it did happen. Yeah, it's it's almost like you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole at that point when you're going to the (laughs) video monitor. It just... It was a bad look uh, all the way around. Scott Warris, who uh, hosts uh, WTMJ uh, Nights 6-9, to nine, he, he texted me just a moment. I, I didn't really put all this together, but he's right. He mentioned that uh, this on this road trip, the two losses that the Brewers suffer, they have a fantastic road trip going 8-2. and two. 
They had a three-run lead in each of those games. Augie, this easily could have been an undefeated road trip for the Brewers. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You, you got to give him credit. I think this was just a night where, when you talk about the Cardinals and 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 I think Woody was throwing the ball well. He just, I think, uh, as the game went on, he made some mistakes with all those pitches. It wasn't they didn't hit just a breaking ball or just a the fastball or a curveball slider. They hit all the pitches were kind of in the center of the plate, and they, the guys really had some good at bats. But it's one of those nights where, as the game went on, uh, the big guys in their batting order. When you talk about when you talk about what what you need to have, and Goldschmidt and Arenado started swinging the bat well, and it got contagious with the whole team, and they were able to put some runs on the board. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air. M A T T P A U L E Y on air. As uh, the Brewers come up short tonight, they lose in St. Louis eight four. More in a moment here on WTMJ. It's Brewers extra innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. Swing and a line drive into left. That's going to be a base hit. They're going to get a run out of it. Kisner comes around to score. And it's 4-2. Another soft line drive hit by Nolan Arenado. But he collects another base hit. Brewers come up short in St. Louis. They lose 8-4. They still win 2-3. of three. They still have a fantastic road trip. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. I'm Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine here as well. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet in as well at Matt Pauley on air. At Bruce Crew Scott tweeting in says, uh, How is Woody's velocity tonight? Do you think he's running out of gas and needs 10 days off before the playoff push? His recent struggles uh, in combination with Freddie's sore shoulder makes me nervous. And we talked about this a little bit, but we didn't specifically talk about his velocity. Uh, Augie, he was sitting 96 or so on the four-seamer. He got it up to almost 98, 97.7 miles per hour was where he maxed out. Um, I, that's fine. Like that. Uh, I, I don't think he had, I, it didn't feel like velocity was down for him. I guess occasionally we'll see him hit uh, a little bit over 98, but him maxing out at 97.7 tells me there was no issues with the velocity. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I think he was throwing, uh, the velocity looked good. It's just sometimes you get in location, and it's a little bit about what I was talking earlier when you get into that those starts and you get into those 22, 25, 26, 27 times that you're going out uh, going out and starting, you kind of, you just feel like you don't have that edge and you don't have that 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 opportunity to execute pitches. And I think these are times when you, you look at these guys now their first time going through a full year. I think the one time Woody had a chance, he went on a DL for a little, a DLIL for a little while and missed a couple starts. But now is where you take it as a starting pitcher. You understand that there is a little bit of a struggle there. You get your yourself back and don't worry about being aggressive and trying to do better as far as being more aggressive you kind of back off a little bit and go back to your basics of what made you successful and I think that's what all these guys are going to uh, are going to have that that opportunity to look at themselves as they get in uh, the next week and then into September so that when they get into that middle part of September they're feeling like they're in that good comfort zone that they can go out and execute pitch the sequences they want, and be aggressive in the strikes on the pitch to ball very well. 
I thought yesterday may have impacted the way that it played out there because if you don't use the bullpen the way you used it yesterday, it's Brandon Woodruff, so maybe you give him that leash to try to get out of it, but at the same time it felt like he was going to finish that inning no matter what. And if you don't use the bullpen the way you did the day before, I think you might have somebody warming in that situation, and maybe he's coming out a little bit earlier than that. And even the guys pitching on back-to-backs and Brent Suter and Miguel Sanchez, and these guys can do it. Um, and Suter was okay. Sanchez was not great today. You, you never really know. You, you try to avoid pitching guys back-to-back as much as you can. You can't always avoid it. Uh, but to me, I just thought that the way things played out yesterday maybe impacted uh, the pitching today. I agree with you. I think it, it did quite a bit. And having Woody, the the one thing they wanted Woody to do is, you know, be in that good comfort zone and and have good pitch counts and go deeper in the ball game. It just didn't quite work out that way because it just seemed like he was just missing a little bit with location on his pitches. But this is also going to be a time of the year, Matt, and, and maybe you'll agree with me on this. This is a time of the year when you we talk about Peralta and Woody and and Burns really to feel good about what they're doing and back themselves off, get back to the basics, throw the pitch to go in there and pitch the games you're supposed to. But this is also a chance for guys like Lauer, Hauser, and Anderson really to step up because these guys haven't had the starts uh, in a regular routine basis that the top, the other three have. And this is going to be a big time of the year to see how they're going to use these guys for the playoffs, whether you go bullpen or starting, this will be a good time for these guys to really step up and throw the ball well for the Brewers and really let the Brewers know that, you know what, they're they're improving, they're doing what they have to do, and that they can be a part of this, this ball team as we go in, in the later part of September and into the postseason. 8-4 Brewers lose in St. Louis. Have a great road trip despite the loss. The news coming up in two minutes, and then the post-game comments of manager Craig Council after that. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. This one drilled to right. Back Garcia. This one's got a shot. Gone. Lars Newmar. You know, the one thing about the Brewers and the Cardinals playing all these games over the final six weeks is it gives us the opportunity to say Lars Newtbar a lot. Come on, that's just fun to say. I know he's a Cardinal, but it's fun to say Lars Newtbar. Let's all say it together. Lars Newtbar. Brewers fall in St. Louis by an 8-4 score. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Uh, Manager Craig Council spoke with the media just a little while ago, opened up by uh, talking about the performance of starting pitcher Brandon Woodruff. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, first inning, you know, kind of like we were talking about good inning to get a starter, you know, before he kind of gets into a rhythm and they, you know, got got to run across the board. And then he he thought he got it going. Third and fourth, probably his best innings. Um, and then he, he just he just made some mis- breaking balls. You know, the, the big pitches were the breaking balls in the zone that, that cost him really. Um, so just missed some spots and left the breaking ball to a guy with uh, a lot of power in, in the zone. Craig, this is a segment of the year, late August. That's hard on starting pitchers in a normal circumstance. You think this is like what's the challenge for you? They're facing in this circumstance coming off partial season last year. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I think, you know, we're, we're in a, we're in a five, we're in a rotation and they're going to continue to pitch in the rotation. Um, 
you know, it just, the game still comes down to making pitches. Um, and, and Woody was throwing the ball well. He just didn't make a couple pitches tonight. So that's, that goes in April. It goes in August. That, that doesn't change. And that's not going to change. So, um, you know, if you don't make pitches to, to hitters with a lot of power, you're going to pay for it. Um, and that's, that's what happened tonight. I don't, well, this doesn't have anything to do with the time of year or anything like that. Um, he just made a couple of bad pitches tonight. Craig, was there anything similar tonight for Brandon to um, what what happened in Chicago? No, I, th- I mean I thought he was throwing the ball, throw the ball well. He, you know, he he made a bad pitch with two men on and a guy with a lot of power. Simple as that. Craig, what about your offense tonight? You had a lot of early pressure on Lester without scoring, and then you had the one big inning, and then after that, not much of anything. Yeah, I mean, we did a good job against Lester, um, and, and we didn't crack through the first couple of times, but, uh, you know, we kind of sneaked some hits in the, in the, in the fourth or the third to fourth to score a bunch of runs. Um, but their bullpen did a good job. You know, we, were, we were very quiet against their bullpen. Craig, what, what about that road trip? Well, you know, 10 games, your longest one of the year, and you went all three series go eight. I'm sure you would have taken that if someone would have said it at the start of the trip. Yeah, there's no question. It was a good road trip. Uh, we played well, you know, three road series and you win all three series with throw a sweep in there. So, um, a, a good result all in all. Um, and, and on to the next challenge. It doesn't seem like you just played so many road games. It's time to play some home games. It's probably be good to get home, right? Every, I, I think any three city trip, um, and with, with an off day in there, it, it, it it's, it always feels like it's time to get home for sure. So um, I, I think everybody's definitely looking forward to it. Three city road trips are tough. They're a lot of getting on planes, going up, coming down, changing hotels. You mentioned the off day. You don't really know what to, to do with that. You love your off days, but you know, an off day at home and an off day on the road are two very, very different, especially this year when there's still a lot going on when it comes to COVID. I'm sure there's a lot of guys who don't feel real comfortable you know, going out and seeing the, uh, the the sights and sounds of St. Louis when they had the off day there. Like, it's just, it. three city road trips are tough. And for them to, I would, to, I think I said this on yesterday's show, I, I was I was concerned about this series for the Brewers, not because I think they're not as good as the Cardinals. I think the Brewers are clearly a better team than the Cardinals. I was concerned about this series because it was the third city on a three city road trip. And those are just, those are tough series. And, you give the Brewers all the credit in the world for finding a way to win this series, taking two out of three. And as the cliche goes, they were playing with house money tonight. They lose 8-4. How does it all go down? We'll tell you what the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. Brewers come up short to the Cardinals. They lose 8-4. Pitching matchup today, Brandon Woodruff going for the crew. John Lester going for the Cardinals. I know I say this over and over and over. It's still really weird seeing John Lester wearing uh, the birds on the bat. Brewers uh, had an opportunity in the first inning with uh, two outs. Eduardo Escobar doubles, so he's on at second for Christian Yelich. Swinging a bouncer off of Lester. Yelich is going to have an infield single, and Lester is down. Didn't even try and go after that ground ball. Right back up the middle, and Lester is down on the mound. 
Yeah, exit velo was well over 100 miles per hour, and that got Lester right on the leg. Give him credit. He's stuck in there. Uh, Escobar just goes to third, and then Aviseo Garcia ends up grounding out. Yelich, by the way, with that hit, he extends his hitting streak to eight games. Cardinals take the lead in the uh, bottom of the first inning. Tommy Edmond leads the inning off with a double. After the first out is recorded, Nolan Arnato at the plate. Swing a line drive down the left field line. It's a fair ball. It's right off the paint. It's going to be extra bases for Arnato as Yelich digs it out of the corner. It's two doubles in this first inning for St. Louis. They're up one nothing. It would stay one nothing until the Brewers would take the lead in the top of the fourth inning. Inning gets started with a Viseo Garcia being hit by a pitch. A ground out allows Garcia to move to second. Then Luis Urias walks. The runners on at first and second for Manny Pena. In the second inning, here's a ground ball past the glove of Arenado and into the corner in left field. Garcia's around third. He's going to score. On to third goes Urias and checking into second with a double is Manny Pena. The Brewers have tied it at one. The second out is recorded on a Brandon Woodruff pop out and it brings up Colton Wong. Wong, a little nubber up the third baseline and into left field for a base hit. Urias will score. Pena around third. He's going to score. And Colton Wong with a two-run single gives the Brewers a 3-1 to one lead. Not done yet. Next hitter, Willie Adamas. Here's the 2-2 pitch. And Adamas, a line drive down the left field line. That's going to get down. Wong turns second. He's headed to third. Adamas going to second. Now Wong's going to try to score. Here's the throw. And he got under the tag of Kisner. The throw came in high. Kisner had to leave his feet. And Wong got underneath of it. And the Brewers lead it 4-1. to one. Four runs on three hits in the fourth, and as Lane said, it is a 4-1 to one ball game. The Brewers have the lead. John Lester would be done after recording one out and issuing a walk in the fifth inning. Junior Fernandez would come into the game. In the bottom of the fifth, the game would completely turn over. Uh, Andrew uh, Knizer would, uh, would get a base hit, and then at that point, uh, Jose Rondon would come up as a uh, pinch hitter. He would line out. Tommy Edmond would strike out. So one on and two outs in the inning. Brandon Woodruff, one out from getting out of that frame. But call Paul Goldschmidt, uh, he would get a uh, base hit. So runners on at first and second for Nolan Arenado. Swing and a line drive into left. That's going to be a base hit. They're going to get a run out of it. Kisner comes around to score. And it's 4-2. to two. Another soft line drive hit by Nolan Arenado. But he collects another base hit. And that would bring up Tyler O'Neill. Fly ball deep center. Back Kane and the Cardinals have the lead. Kane slider from Brandon Woodruff. And Tyler O'Neill just crushed one about three quarters of the way up the bleachers and straightaway center. An absolute no-doubter. It is a very rare thing to see Lorenzo Cain just stand and look at a ball go out and not really pursue it. But there is no doubt that that ball was out. So O'Neal hits the home run. The Cardinals still not done as the next hitter is Lars Newtbar. This one drilled to right. Back Garcia. This one's got a shot. Gone. Lars Newtbar. Paul DeYoung on a deep fly ball, but caught by Christian Yelich, would finish things off. Five runs on five hits for the Cardinals in the fifth, and they take a 6-4 lead. 
They would add to that lead in the sixth as Brent Suter comes on to pitch. Uh, he would get the first two outs very quickly. Harrison Bader would strike out. Andrew Kenzer would line out, but then all of a sudden, two out things, bad going bad for the Brewers. Uh, Austin Dean would come up as a pinch hitter. He would walk, and that would bring up Tommy Edmond. Edmond towards left. Yelich towards the gap. Can't get there, and the ball scoots by him. It's going to go all the way to the wall as Kane now kicks the ball. Edmond to third, and he'll be held up at third base. It'll be a run-scoring double for Tommy Edmond, and then Lorenzo Cain, I'm sure, will be charged with an error as he tried to pick the ball up and ended up kicking it on the warning track. That's exactly how it was scored, as that makes it a 7-4 game. The Cardinals would add one more run in the seventh. Miguel Sanchez comes on to pitch. He would get Nolan Arnato to uh, strike out, but then Tyler O'Neill to base hit. Lars Newtbar would walk. A wild pitch would put runners at second and third, and then Paul DeYoung would walk, and that would load the bases for Harrison Bader, who would be issued a bases-loaded walk, and uh, that would force in a run as Tyler O'Neill came in to uh, score. Uh, Hobie Milner would then come in. He did really nice work. Gets uh, Andrew Kinzer to strike out with the bases loaded and one out. And then uh, Edmundo Sosa ends up lining out. Uh, and uh, Milner would end up pitching the final two innings, but the Brewers couldn't really do anything offensively. And they end up losing by an 8 4 score. With the win, the Cardinals, they go to 62 and 58 with the loss. The Brewers drop to 74 and 48, winning totals for St. Louis. Eight runs, ten hits, no errors. They end up leaving seven for the Brewers. Four runs, six hits, one error. They leave five. Winning pitcher Junior Fernandez, his first win. He is a one and zero. The loss to Brandon Woodruff as he dropped to seven and seven. Home runs in the game, none for the Brewers, but Tyler O'Neill hitting his twenty-first and Lars Newtbar hitting his third. The game lasting three hours and twenty-one minutes, played in front of a crowd of twenty-seven thousand five hundred and forty-five folks at Bush Stadium. Brewers come up short. They lose to the Cardinals 8-4. They still take two of three. They go 8-2 and two on the three-city road trip. And now they are set to return home to American Family Field as they're going to uh, play a week's worth of games uh, in Milwaukee. We'll preview the uh, Washington series. We'll give you some scores from around baseball. And uh, we'll wrap things up. That's all coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Brewers lose to the Cardinals, 8-4. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Just a few minutes left in the show. And uh, the Brewers are back home tomorrow as they are going to uh, match up against the Washington Nationals. Don't know if you saw this, just passing along the note from the Brewers. Uh, this Sunday was scheduled to be the Ben Sheets bobblehead day. It still technically will be. But the bobbles did not arrive. And... If they do not get to American Family Field in time, uh, the Brewers announcing what they're going to do is everybody who comes into the game is going to be given a bobblehead, but it's going to be a different bobblehead. It'll be a random bobblehead, and then you will also be given a voucher, and that voucher is going to allow you to get the Ben Sheets bobblehead at a later time. So that is... uh, 
That is the bobble update on what's going on this Sunday. So just you, you get two bobbleheads out of the deal. You're just not going to get your hands on a uh, on a Ben Sheets bobblehead right away this Sunday. Uh, as far as the scores from around the National League Central, only one of the game took place tonight. The Reds they knock off the Marlins by a six-one score. Uh, for the Reds, Luis Castillo got the start, looked really good. Seven innings, one run on eight hits, seven strikeouts, one walk. He picked up the win as he goes to uh, 7-12. and Joey Votto hits another home run. He has been on fire since the All-Star break. He now has 27 home runs. He's I don't want to say he's reinvented himself because it's not like he's ever been a bad player, but... It, there is uh, he has revitalized himself. That is uh, that is for sure. He is putting together one heck of a season now. Twenty seven home runs for Votto. So this is how things look right now in the National League Central. The Brewers have an eight and a half game lead on the Reds. The Cardinals are eleven games back. Cubs twenty and a half. Pirates are thirty one and a half. We're also keeping an eye on the wild card standings as the Reds are now within one game of the idle San Diego Padres. The uh, Padres sixty seven and fifty six. The Reds are sixty six and fifty seven. Cardinals are just three and a half games back of the Padres. So it really. Uh, the Dodgers are nine games clear of San Diego, so that top wild card, it's going to go to whoever comes in second in the West, whether it's the Dodgers as it sits right now uh, or the Giants if the Dodgers catch the Giants. Uh, but that second wild card is completely up for grabs right now, and you've got the Padres, the Reds, and the Cardinals all within three and a half games of each other, and then you've got the Phillies five back, and you've got the Mets five and a half back, so even those teams aren't completely out of it, although they've got more teams to jump over to get there. It really feels like it's a, a three-team race right now between the Padres, the Reds, and the Cardinals to grab that uh, grab that second wild card, but that's when you look at the races going on uh, in, in baseball that are notable for the race for the second National League wild card, the race for each of the American League wild cards of the Yankees, A's, and Red Sox uh, are all essentially within a game and a half of each other at this point in time. The uh, National League East is a great race, although the Braves are starting to pull away. They now have a four-game lead, which really happened uh, pretty darn quickly in the AL West. Astros have a two-and-a-half game lead on the Oakland A's. And even the Yankees back in contention in the American League East. They're only five games back of the Rays at this point. So there's still a lot to get uh, figured out before all is said and done. Uh, Brewers are coming home for a three-game series against Washington, and then that will be followed up by a three-game series against Cincinnati, which is going to be big. But as far as the Washington series goes, it gets started coming up tomorrow evening. For the Brewers, left-handed pitcher Brett Anderson is going to be on the mound. He is 4-6 and six with a 4.09 ERA. He is set to be opposed by left-handed pitcher Patrick Corbin. He's 6-12 and 12 with a 6.04 ERA. Brewers have also announced that Eric Lauer is going to pitch on Saturday. They have yet to announce a starting pitcher for Sunday. Tomorrow's game is going to start at 7:10. That means network coverage at 6:35. Our overall coverage will begin with Brewers warm-up at 6 o'clock, and then I'll, I'll be back with you following the game for Brewers extra innings. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow for more Brewers baseball.